Hello, this is Nerd Cage Live, and we just wanted to thank you for listening to this audio-only version of the show. And be sure to subscribe here and over on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash nerdcagelive. to witness the strength of peak knowledge hello welcome that's right once again you are trapped in the last live stream of the year of nerd cage live this channel is a celebration of all things pop culture including new york hardcore and incendiary device so please if you're new to the channel hit that like button and subscribe and share with everybody you know helps us more than you know i'm your co-host jay st g certified geek Seven days a week coming to you live from yours truly, the land of the orange, the land of earth crisis, the land of anthrax, the land of former Syracuse quarterback Tommy DeVito of Syracuse, New York. And our moderator and Trollhammer co-host Joe is not here. He's out saving the world tonight. So you got just me. But we got a loaded live stream as we have three out of the four members of Incendiary Device right here, right now. 
So, gentlemen, thank you so much for coming tonight. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yeah, Thank, thanks for having us, you lunatic. Yes. <laughs> also, just want to say hello to everybody in the chat. I see Doomzilla. I see Keto Simple. I see Ray Hogan. I see Lori. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Yo, Lori Dawn, Elisa, Ray Hogan, all our people. Oh, that's, this is great. I appreciate everybody being here on the last minute uh, stream here. Are you out there, Astor Are you out there, Astoria Lou? Are you out there, Larry Kelly? Where are you? <laughs> what about Tony P? Where's Tony P? Yeah, where the fuck is Tony P? I'm, yes. I'm, 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 all right, go ahead. This, this, everybody in the chat, feel free to, uh, to my uh, ask questions, all that good stuff. I will try to fetch questions the best I can. So here's what we're What's up, Lori? What's up, Ray? We'll go around in a circle. We'll have everybody introduce themselves and what instrument they play. So we'll start with Drew. Our, our audience should be familiar with you, but if they're not, go ahead, Drew, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Drew Stone. I'm the singer in the Tristan DeGraves band. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I'm the singer frontman of Incendiary Device. In my spare time, I'm also a filmmaker. And I also host a podcast called the New York Hardcore Chronicles Live. I'm an author and music historian. Excellent. I'm, I'll go next. <laughs> I'm, I'm Tristan. I, I'm a mere passenger on the Drew Stone Express. <laughs> I played the bass, too, a little bit. Excellent. And Mike. I'm Troy McClure. You might remember me from such films as... No, I'm drummer Mike. <laughs> oh, man. I play the bass. Um, no, I play the drums. Uh, been a drummer my whole life. I play drums for Incendiary Device, Car Bomb Parade. I teach drum lessons for anyone out there that's uh, interested. I teach anything from jazz to Latin to hardcore metal and punk and funk. I'm into it all, man. I uh, I got a YouTube channel of my own. I do these drum cover videos that I try to uh, hit, you know, spot on. That's my thing. That's what I do. Excellent. Uh, well, for starters, guys, I just want to say I love the album. I listen to it at the gym. I listen to it in the car. I listen to it all the time. So congrats to all you guys on the and, you know, getting the deal with Bridge Nine Records and releasing the album. And I see you guys been playing whole bunch of shows i managed to catch you guys twice i saw you at the biohazard uh matinee show the the sunday show at the irving plaza and of course i saw you guys open for dog eat dog at the bowery so uh can't wait to catch you guys again i'll probably be going to the bowery show in february so keep up february awesome work. yes that's the plan february um, if you're gonna come and see if you're gonna come and see us play the place to see us play is the bowery electric Yes. And real quick, I just want to plug a couple of things real quick. I just want to thank everybody uh, who uh, donated to Cheesy Movies for Charity over the weekend. We ended up uh, raising $1,200, well, $1,275 for St. Jude's over the weekend. So thank you to everybody who shared and contributed. Uh, very successful charity stream. We're going to bring it back next year. Uh, so stay tuned for further announcements and we're gonna we're i think yo we're turn your volume up J yo jay in the chat room they say you should turn your volume up okay no problem uh help me help you yeah yeah i'll, I'll crank the button like a little higher also if you haven't already please check out our uh, interview with uh boxer and mma star heather hardy check out our live stream with evan b stone 
who happens to be the brother of Drew in the Jack Vasley of the SV Chronicles. Also, check out our Godzilla Minus One spoiler discussion with Anthony Marquez, a.k.a. Kung Lao, and our friend Wild Band. And also, thank you to everybody who came to my uh, Home Alone 2 watch party for my birthday the other day. So, thank you very much for that. Um, also, if you go in the description of the video, you can uh, check out Incendiary Device, pick up their album, pick up their merch. In fact, I got their shirt on right here. Um, hold on, you know what I can also do is... Uh, I can actually show off the merch here on the on screen. Here, hang on. Uh, yeah, you can get yourself a Insari device shirt. Uh, you can see the back of it there. It says it's gonna jump off tonight. Yes. So be sure to it, it, pick that. It's up. gonna jump off tonight in the Dunkin' Donuts font. <laughs> oh my god I did, I did not pick that up is it, it is the, yeah i did and that's yeah, point yeah, that anyone out. else true. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. also check them out on spotify check them out on apple music again i got the link in the description just listen to that. our shit yes absolutely okay so for starters i got a question on whoever wants to chime in how did the band get started so whoever wants to chime in on that one well, uh, I guess I'll go. Uh, Thank you. You're welcome. Drew and I, Drew and I have been playing music together for I don't know, I think over about 10, 11 years now, in um, various bands. I think we've had probably four or five different projects we've done. Um, so this really kind of came out of the ashes, largely of uh, old band we both played in Antidote, and then we were just kind of looking toward doing something new, different, exciting, new songs. Um, new vision, and um, that's kind of where it all came together. Was you know sort of just moving on with a fresh start. Something we were excited about. We had written a whole bunch of new songs, and thus became Incendiary Device. Yeah, I mean, I I joined Antidote in 1984. Before before that, I was in the High and the Mighty, and a little bit before that, I was in a band called the Mighty CEOs up in Boston. But I joined Antidote in 1984. And, uh, you know, we took a break in the middle, but um, Tristan came into the band at a certain point, and when that ran aground, we just wanted to do something fresh and new. We really wanted to, we really wanted to do something that, and, and separate ourselves, because you know, we were in a tough spot. We were playing an antidote. We were playing a lot of antidote songs. A lot of those songs um, I didn't originally sing on. And, uh, you know, Tristan's a pretty proficient songwriter. And, uh, you know, we, we wanted to just do something fresh and new. And uh, we did. Um, I wish we would have done it a little sooner. But it's okay. We're, we're real happy with the way things turned out. We're real happy um, with the band and with what's happening. So that, that's, that's, that's kind of the history of it. And then, oh, and then I could also say that the record's out on Bridge Nine, and there's a connection there because Bridge Nine put out some of the Antidote stuff, and they did the Antidote merch. So there was always a connection there. Um, so when we did this, of course, you know, yeah. Chris Wren heard, heard it, and, and you know they were interested and put it out. And, you know, our, our not just ours, <clears throat> not, not, just, not just ours, but everyone's friend, Larry Kelly, uh, is involved with Bridge Nine Records, and uh, he was a big part of of getting our record out up there as well. So, 
Yeah, no, what sense. other bands are on Bridge Nine Records? Oh, uh, 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 they just put out another. Uh, a, they put out a lot of stuff through these, like H2O. Um, ha, um, what's the other one I'm thinking? Um, a band Have Roll, Heart. Roll Call. They just put the Roll Call record, Have Heart. They've done Agnostic Front reissues. Um, nice. Tons and t tons and tons of stuff. You know? Yeah, and you know what? That's right. Happy birthday, Chris Wren from Bridge Nine Records. Oh, happy birthday, Chris! Yeah, it's his so birthday. Sagittarius like me. It's a good day. It's good. It's a good. War on women. Forward. Thank you, Laurie Dawn. War on women is on Bridge Nine. So, yeah, excellent. There's a couple. So I just want to talk about the album real quick again. Loved it, but some songs that stand out to me. Obviously, the uh, title track, the band track, "Incendiary Device," the video we just played, standout track. Also, I really, really love. Um, well, if you're familiar with the New York Hardcore Chronicles, "Divided State." Excellent song. Um, and what was the uh, the second to last track there? Um, not the last track, the one before the last track. Uh, Nobody owes you. Nobody yes. owes you. Nobody owes you. I I love love that song. That's my other. That's my. Those are my three favorite. So. Well, um, I'll tell. I'll tell you something about Nobody Owes You. Yes. Uh, that song uh, was one hundred. Uh, out of all the music that we recorded. That song was totally created in the studio, right, Tristan? Yeah, pretty. I mean, pretty much. Yeah, I had I had it in my head and demoed it out, but it, it definitely needed work, and that was a eleventh hour kind of addition to the record because it's different too. You know, it's kind of different than than our sound, and yeah, up until the wire, we were kind of crafting well, how to end it, the, where's yeah. the solo gonna go. So that that was a definitely a last minute addition. I mean, I think the, the bulk of the song was there. Um, but yeah, there was two songs that we kind of really crafted in the studio. The other 10 we had like solid going in. And um, and, and people Mike, seem to like it. So I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm ha happy about that. Actually, hey, Tristan, do me a favor. I see you got the right, the vinyl behind you. Can you, do you mind just showing that off on, on camera real quick? Actually, I actually put it on screen too, but Sure. So this, this is the front cover of a Stephen Messina photo. That's it over in uh, New York, the Globe. I forget what it's actually called. Something of the world, some shit like that. Stratosphere, I think. And, and then this is the the back cover here. That's a Kristen Memory photo, and then you can see all the all the tracks. Yes. And the Mike came in. Mike played drums on Nobody Owes You, right, Mike? Yeah, that's yeah. Really most scary. of the songs, I um, Matt Gray had already, uh, you know, wrote most of the songs with you guys and had demoed it. So that and uh, just what it's worth were two songs that were just, you know, a hundred percent me. And it was a little bit nerve wracking. Like you know, like Tristan said, they were a little bit different, I guess, than the the typical incendiary device flavor. And I kind—I of, felt like I, I don't know. I was a little nervous about them coming in, you know. I, I went. I wanted to run everything by Drew and Tristan and the rest of the guys, and you know, if anyone had anything to object, please let me know. And everyone was actually pretty cool with it, and we ran with them. And they have like like a, like a funky bop to them, I guess, in a way. They're a little different. That song's that nobody owes you is a really 
a different song. That's why we kind of buried it at the end. <laughs> yeah. I, well, it we, starts we, out. It almost yeah, sounds we, like we, a Led Zeppelin song. Yeah, it sounds like a Guns N' Roses song or an ACDC <laughs> song. So, so, so we, and I'll say we, Tristan, we, 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 so thought that like we should put this towards the towards the end because only you know, Drew thought that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we wanted we wanted the record to come out and and just go bam 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 bam, and it does. Yeah, yeah, Even it's you, well, like, like a half. It's like a yeah. half hour listen. It's a it's twenty minutes. Twenty, 20 minutes. Twenty minutes. Twenty bro. minutes. Let's, 20 let's minutes. not get carried away. It's twenty fucking minutes, man. Oh, okay, Actually, okay, okay. I was gonna say yeah, twenty it's, minutes. It's it's funny now because I forgot about that. Nobody owes you. Originally, Matt Gray had demoed the drums, but Mike yeah. took it in a totally different direction. Yeah. And that was at the last minute for the most part, and that's really what made the song. It gives it a like such a different feel than it yeah. originally had, and that groove is is pretty banging. Exactly. And that drum fill is the best drum fill on you. I love that one fill Mike does. It's sick on that song. But, but we were we, looking at each other in the studio when yeah. we recorded it. And like just like the look that Tristan gave me just yeah. amplified me and just set it off, back. man. Yeah, yeah. That was insane. I wasn't even I wasn't even in the recording studio for any of this. I, I stay out I stay out of the recording studio as much as possible. Dude, that was a lot of fun. I I go back I, I could be in that room all day, every day, seven days a week. But but just like create, I said make music. But like I said, that 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 track was literally like created but like in the recording studio it was like we did we did like one i think we we rehearsed it up the night we rehearsed it up before we went in we went we ran through it once and we did you know just like and then we we figured everything out from there what the solos are going to be what the lyrics you know like we figured it all out the the other song that was like that was um just what just what it's worth just what it's worth which which is a Sean Sean wrote the music and I I totally wrote all those lyrics. That that was created in the studio 100%. That that song is a response to that song is a direct response to these guys trying to give me more fucking lyrics about <laughs> the same fucking shit. And I'm like I'm not fucking singing another song about the city in flames and riots uh, in the street. I'm like, how about a love song? I'm writing a love song, and that and that's and that's what that is. Okay, you know what? Since I named my favorite tracks, why don't you guys go in the circle? And name your your favorite track or tracks. Well, what's the what's the other one? Oh, divided state you like? Yeah, right? yeah, divided state. I like divided state. Well, maybe it's the, I maybe it's the first song I knew because one, yeah. I watched the New York Hardcore Chronicles. By the way, subscribe to Stone Films NYC and tune into New York Hardcore Chronicles. And then, of course, when I first saw you guys perform with Biohazard, uh, when you played that song, I'm like, I know that song. <laughs> so, like, so I guess I got excited hearing it, hearing it on the album for the first time. Not to mention, Drew, if I'm not mistaken, and then I'm just maybe my ears betray me, maybe it doesn't. But is the recording on the album different from the recording that's played on the New York Hardcore Chronicles? Because it sounds a little, the recording sounds a little different. Yes, it is. Yes, okay, it is. Good, my ears different... are good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. no, it's a different. It's a different recording. So, yeah. Truth be told, in between Antidote and Incendiary Incendiary Device, there was Antidote NYHC. Yes. When Tristan Tristan and, and the guy we rebranded Antidote as Antidote NYHC, 
and we put a, a four song single out and four of the songs on the single divided state uh scarred um think for yourself and living in the past think for yourself and living in the past those those were the four songs we basically re-recorded those for the incendiary device record because we consciously wanted to have a bridge from from you know we wanted to have a bit of a bridge you know they weren't you know i sang on them we created them for antidote nyhc scarred was on the a7 compilation we felt like it would be cool to re-record them because some people had some familiarity with them and uh we 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 recorded them you know for the id record and you know divided state was the song that i was like what what is this what is this a fucking what is this motorhead it's like <laughs> it, now it's it sounds like a fucking motorhead song now all, all you hear is bass good so. good excellent it's an excellent <laughs> track um, but it's good but but you yeah. know what but that's okay that's okay i mean i love motorhead and you know and no, nobody nobody sounds like that nobody's doing that and like you know Tristan is playing that fucking Rickenbacker bass, and it's fucking, it's banging. So I was talking to Steven Messina yesterday on the phone, and I was like, yo, don't you think Tristan plays the sexiest bass you have ever seen? That Rickenbacker, the black and white one? Like, like they don't make drums that look as, as cool as some guitars. You know, like, that, that thing looks sick. Thank you, Mike. What was the other? What was the other? What was the other one, Jay? That you like? Oh, uh, in the, 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 the title track, the the opening yeah. track. Ah, enough of that we, already. Yeah, yeah. Well, we played it earlier. <laughs> well, yeah, those, I'm those over are my that. Three we're we're way we're way over that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what we're gonna do? You yeah. know what we're gonna do with that track eventually? With with the incendia and the video that you played, open the show. Yeah. I, I, we're not. I I don't think we're gonna do this because we're playing with Gogo Bordello, but we could, but we probably won't. But eventually, that'll probably be played before we get on stage. Like, like, because clubs have screens and everything. Oh, in a yeah, way, yeah, like, house music in a way, like, that would, like, an inch, like, like, an intro, like, that would, that would, that would be played as we're getting on stage when we get on stage, and we probably wouldn't play it in our set. That's probably where it's heading with that song. Well, in, I mean, I'm, then I'll just say I'm mind. glad I saw you in guys. Truth, in my mind, this has not been vetted with any band member. This no. is the first time no. I've heard about no. it. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> this is in Drew's fantasy world. Well, I was just going to say, in my fantasy world, in my fantasy world, that's where that's not happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Welcome to the, the, the Drew Stone band, everybody. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We already have that. We have the Drew Stone hit squad. Now that he said it out loud, it, has, it must be. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, let's I've seen not, let's not the play chat. the song people want to hear. Uh, shout out to Ray Hogan. <laughs> we, Led Zeppelin? The best hardcore album of 2023. So I have to agree with that. I, I haven't listened to a whole lot of stuff in 2023, but what he was saying, most hardcore sounding album yet. Like this, this has got like Agnostic Front, Mad Ball, like like that old school vibe written all over, and I, that's why I love it. So that's how I can relate to the album. Uh, yo, uh, Ray Hogan asks. Can Tristan comment on "Is this the hill you want to die on?" lyric? Love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
you know that's funny that 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 expression is just something there's certain like expressions you know that you just follow you your whole life and i and that's something i've always come up with whether it's in work or whatever when people really have a bone of contention about something that's really not that big a deal that's like a word that's a line i've just thrown out over time like is that the hill you really want to die on like like it's not worth the fight you know um so that's kind of where that that line comes from that's just like in my normal lexicon of like speech like is is it really worth it so yeah that, that's yeah. again yeah. Well, I'm going a little bit off topic, but I do got two question, a question for both um, uh, for uh, Mike and Tristan here because I, I already know I already asked you this, Drew, but but uh, Tristan, I just want to know like, what was the moment like? Who's your like biggest influence as a bass player? Like, what was the moment that, that you want to pick up bass? Like, who's your favorite? And like, who's your favorite bass player? Wow. Uh, well, there's a very long answer. I'll try to spare you the details. Um, as a kid, I I loved Kiss. There we go. And I'm talking really little, a little little kid, Kiss, and then I think kind of the band, embarrassingly, that really got me. Um, well, two bands when I like found my own music that wasn't from my parents because my my stepfather was a musician, so I grew up going to a lot of shows. But like older doo-wop, classic rock, classic rock and roll was um, Molly Crew and then Steve Harris from Iron Maiden. So that's why I have the blue 19, you know, uh, 73 P bass. So he was a huge influence, really made me want to play bass. I mean, probably my favorite bass player of all time is probably John Entwistle from The Who, but I don't play anything like him, you know what I mean? But I can, he's a, he's a monster. Um, but, you know, Lemmy, Steve Harris, um, Cliff Burton. Yes. Yeah, you know all those. Not that I emulate them so much in my playing, but you know that's the shit I listen to when I'm like, you know, bass. You know what I mean? Excellent. And Mike, same question, but we'll talk drums. So, uh, like, what was the moment you, you know, wanted to play drums, and who was your favorite drummer growing up? What was your biggest influence? So it's kind of like you know what Tristan said. I mean, a favorite drummer, I can't name one in particular. Uh, as a young kid, I, I grew up in, you know, in the early nineties. So grunge was the big upcoming yes. thing. So Nirvana, man, I saw Dave Grohl drumming. And I mean, you see this guy who's just a brick shithouse behind the kit. Yeah. You know, he's just bashing like, you know, and his energy is so explosive. And at the same time I'm watching him and I'm saying, well, I, I think I could do that. That that seems like it's like pretty easy enough. So Nirvana was like my Beatles. It was like my Kiss, you know. And uh, from there, it went on to other grunge bands: Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, yes. Stone Temple Pilots, um, and then it evolved like like just you know human uh, nature, basic human nature. I think is just you want to progress and. Um, Chad Smith from the Red Hot Chili Peppers is another one of my favorites. Um, got a little bit older, and I guess like around like junior high, I started getting into like really into Pantera and Metallica. So Lars Ulrich, Vinnie Paul, um, my grandma. I was saying, you know, a couple weeks back in this other interview we did, she used to take me to Tower Records, and she'd buy me a new record uh, almost nice. every week. And um, it got to a point where 
after a couple of years into it, I kind of like felt bad. So uh, these Punkorama compilations were coming up at the time and they were they were dirt cheap. So for four or five bucks, I can get a compilation. And didn't, didn't, you know, Epitaph, I, didn't Epitaph used to put those out? Yeah, they were yeah, put out by, right. by Brett. They were, like, they were like compilations, like sort of like a warp Tour compilation, but it was like a compilation of all their bands. Yeah. Yeah, and it was, dude. I mean, for for four or five bucks, a kid like me who was just getting into punk rock, it it was awesome. That was my gateway, because on one of those CDs there was maybe fifteen to twenty five, thirty different songs by thirty different bands, and that's how I got into bands like Pennywise, and they even put out something by um, Agnostic Front. I think they put out the Riot Riot upstart record like the yeah. punk rock record that they did so i saw you know bands and things like this and it made it like uh like it was so easy for me to just to get into it i said all i have to do is just take what i've done my entire life and just speed it up yeah and that's how i, I got into it awesome i appreciate that because the thing is when you said that grunge was your thing um my all-time favorite band is Soundgarden, so it was cool to hear you oh. shout out the the, the you know the '90s Matt Seattle. Cameron, yeah, yeah, Matt he's Cameron, he's now drumming for Pearl yes. Jam. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love yeah. Matt Cameron. My, like I said, I think the best song he ever drummed on was "Jesus Christ Pose." Was the best song, best drums he ever laid down. I think. Yeah, yeah. I hated that shit. Really? <laughs> oh God! My see, my dad. No, 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 no. It's not fair to say I hated it, but it didn't really. Uh, those bands, I, I, and I saw all those bands play back then. Yeah, I saw Soundgarden and Pearl Jam, and the one band, and and I don't, I don't Yo, know what. Oh, I, I got, I gotta run. I gotta go help Nicole with with the kid for a second, man. All right. Okay. I got a newborn. And she's screaming. Let, let me go. Okay. Okay. I'll join you guys in a few. Okay, no problem. All right. Sign off. Sign off. Hey, who's who's screaming? The wife or the newborn? <laughs> fuck, man. You know what? He's out of the band. I don't know. How does this it's sound? All right, it's all right. Does, fuck that dude. I'm sick. I'm sick of this shit. Yo, the first no more. the first time I saw Soundgarden, they were opening for uh, Guns N' Roses, I think, at the Garden, and they nice. were getting booed off the stage. That people were throwing shit at them, and they kept sending them out because GNR was late. And eventually, Chris Cornell was like, "Fuck you guys. We don't even want to play." And and then like within within shortly after that, I think it was when Rusty Cage came out on MTV, and then all of a sudden they were like beloved. But that was yeah. my first experience of seeing them live. Just I, out of all those bands, and I, I saw them all early on. The, the the one band who who I saw, and I didn't see them that early on, but it was pretty early. Who I thought was fantastic was Alice in Chains. Yeah, yeah. Yes, my, I, I, my I saw Scott. them play. Interesting. I, I got to say that. I saw them play, and even though they didn't move on stage, this is something I'll never forget. They didn't move on stage. That band did not move on stage. They stood there and played. You could not take your eyes off them. Yeah, yeah. That's a weird thing, right? They yeah. just stand there and play, but I, I could, like, I, you just can't take your eyes off them. They were, they were interesting, interesting band, you know. And and, you know, sadly, you know, they had quite a demise, but yeah. Uh, but I, I, that's the bit I I love that band although although I can't li I can't listen to any of that stuff anymore it's it, like 
it's like a bad memory to me. That well, yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's really dark stuff. And, you know, it's not here's another one about it. heroin. Yeah. And here's one about, we lost here's one about dying. Here's one about, you know, angry chair, down in the, down in the hole. You know, yes. but it's all junkhead. Junkhead. <laughs> Here's I feel like uh, Jerry Cantrell was very underrated, though, because his harmonies oh, yeah. like, made that sound. Yeah. You know, Lane, Lane Staley has an incredible voice, but Jerry Cantrell's harmonies was like, that was the magic. Yeah, you're great. You're I would voice. absolutely love to interview Jerry Cantrell on this show, just saying. I'm, I'm... <laughs> well, instead, you got scrubs like us. On a fucking Monday night, relax there. <laughs> Yo, we've had, <laughs> we've had Joey Z. We have had Dave from Dog Eat Dog. We have Ernie C from Body Count. We've had Zach from um, Whitechapel. We've had Ill Will from Body Count. Like we've had some, uh, you know, awesome uh, guys on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done good for ourselves. So you guys are part of the echelon of fantastic bands that've been on Nerd Cage Live. So and that's going right. to continue well, to grow. Trust me. We not relax, we, Skipper. I feel a little better. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just I saying like, we, no, we're a I feel better knowing that Ernie C was uh, that Ernie C from Body Count was on rock, this show. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what else? Come on, come right. on, come on. Keep it moving. Keep yeah, it moving. Yeah, yeah. I got to fucking. I'm reading Ray Capo's book right now. I got him on the show day after tomorrow. So. Okay, I got. I do actually got a question. How describe your? What was your first gig? Your first live gig, and how how did that feel to perform live for the first time? First time I ever played live with uh, Incendiary Device. Oh, as Incendiary Device. Oof, I don't even remember what, because it was like a. That's transition. not a question. Yeah, it was like there was Antidote, Antidote, NYHC, ID. I don't even remember the first show we. Do you remember the first show we actually played? Wasn't it the Kings? Wasn't it the Kingsland show? No, I don't remember. I honestly don't remember what the first show was. Yeah, rebranded as Incendiary Device. You know what it is? Tristan and I have been playing together for a bunch of years in a lot of different bands. So. There wasn't like, this is our, you know, there was some show at some point. No, there is somewhere, Tristan, like, debut show. I think it was the Bowery Electric, honestly. Might have been the Bowery. And I we think, also I think played it... with the, not not Mike, but the drummer who was the first drummer for Incendiary Device. We'd also played with him in Antidote and him yeah. in other bands. So, like, we, we were no strangers to playing together. And the guitar player and I had played in another band. So we've all played music, you know for quite some time over 10 years some of us uh, together so it was yeah. just like you know a new presentation i guess but um you know it wasn't uh stark a stark difference to other things we've done in that sense but things right. but things have things have moved pretty quickly yeah oh yeah i see that it's, it's been a yeah. joy following you guys is uh your career right now now what now well, let me ask you this what bands are you on your guys' wish list? Like, who do you guys want to uh, play with or open for or tour with? Um, well, we're playing with Gogo Bordello in, in like, uh, 10 days. We've played with them before. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I, I can speak for myself, but, you know, it, it's safe to say. A lot of – we've done a lot of – we've already kind of broke the ice with a lot of that stuff. You know, I'm real close with the Biohazard guys. Absolutely. So, you know, chances are they'll, they'll, they'll be some sort of, you know, we'll play with Biohazard at some point in the future. Um, who, who else, you know, um, you know the, the way, usual I'm going, I'm going to the uh, Biohazard. You know, I, you, know, you know who I want to play 
Yes. You know, um, I'd like to play the life of agony. Yes. Tell, yeah, get, like, get, get like, Joey like, on the phone. Come on, let's do yeah, it. But, but the thing is, the thing is, like, we're like a pretty straight hardcore band in a lot yeah. of ways. I mean, we, 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 but we're sort of an old school ish. So, you know, I, I could, you know, I want to do different shit, but yeah. you got to watch it because what we do isn't for everybody. And, you know, you put us with like the wrong kind of band. If we're opening up for another band, their crowd might be like, what's this? You know? So, so we got to, I, I don't, I want to say we're a salty item, but Biohazard, and you know, there's a usual suspect, sick of it all, agnostic front. I'd like to play with Life of Agony. I, I, I really like Life of Agony a lot. Um, and um, my girlfriend does as well. And uh, I want to shout out Rochelle. I love you. I know you're home watching. Um, who else, Tristan? Like, would I want to? Uh, oh, I mean, shit, I'd love to play with like the damned. <laughs> Uh, the Misfits would be cool. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, we want to play with the Misfits the at the Barclay Center. The truth of the moon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be cool. That'd be okay. I see, I see um, the yeah. original lineups. They're platinum shows in 2024. I know they're playing some major festivals across the country. Also, I just want to point out to Drew, um, I'm going to the Biohazard show in Albany in March. Oh, nice. Yeah, I might, I'll probably come up for that. Awesome! Okay, I'll see you there. Awesome, because I only live two hours from Albany. Yeah, because uh, Brick hey, by you know, you know we're, we're we're playing Albany like in a couple weeks. Oh, really? We're playing that. We're playing the Extreme Music Awards pre-show. Oh yeah, that's weeks. right. That's right. Uh, yep. what, what what day is that? I don't know. It's your fucking show. Don't you research <laughs> yeah, shit? Uh, when is that? <laughs> I don't know, let me look on the, me look on the calendar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll, look on the I'll tell you what, Jay. To answer your question, it's not so much. For, I'd love to play on like Rebellion Fest in Blackpool in the UK yeah. or punk rock bowling. That's really. I'd love to do like that. Like you know, festival yes. with a whole bunch of other bands, more than just any particular band. You know that. Yeah, that would this be, is hardcore festival, Philadelphia. You got. Uh... What's that? Albany, Albany is Friday, January 12th. Okay. Ugh, I basically, basically for us, for us, Friday, December 29th is with Gogo Bordello and Purcell's, yes. Purcell from Youth of Today's new band, Values Here. And then a couple days later, um, we're playing um, St. Vitus a week later with um, Verbal, Verbal Assault and Davey Gunner's band, and the Hope. And then a couple days after that, we're doing the Albany thing. So we, nice. we're basically playing back to back to back, you know? Okay, okay. Yeah, because I usually work on Friday nights, so I don't know if I'd be able to make that one. But like I said, at least, but at least I'll definitely see you in March for the Biohazard show. Um, yeah, all right. Yeah, listen, you get a pass. Living up in hey, Syracuse. Hey, hey, I'm coming down. I'm coming up to New York in Syracuse, February, you February get a pass. 18th. I'm coming, down, I'm coming down to New York February 18th to see, uh, to see you guys play. Because here's the thing, I took that whole weekend off because Friday, uh, Saturday the 17th is the Tyson Fury Alexander Usyk unification fight. So I took that night off, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna take off Sunday too to go see you guys play. So that's that's the plan. So so I'll be there in New York City on. The I didn't know Tyson Fury was fighting again. What's that? I didn't know Tyson Fury was fighting again. Well, this fight, yeah, yeah, yeah. This fight was already booked, but then he did the, that that exhibition bout there with uh, with Francis Ndagu. And right. the fight was actually still supposed to be in January, but since 
Francis fucked up Fury so much, he needs a little bit more time off to get ready, so they they bumped the fight to February. I went to um I went to the boxing matches here in the city the other night with Craig Satari from Sick of It All. He's a big boxing guy and Yeah, yeah, because so they got Sick of It All's got boxing like in their merch they got boxing shirts. So we went the other night, me and him, um you, you, Sean Sullivan. You you know Sean, right, Tris? Yeah. Um yeah. So Sean, our, our good friend and, and band supporter, Sean Sullivan, uh, works for DeBella um, Promotions here in New York. Who, who, you know, they put they put on all the big boxing matches. So we go down every now and then, and we went. And it just so happens that my landlord, who owns the building that I live in, uh, is a big boxing guy and owns pieces of these boxers and stuff. Nice. So you know, he's he's. I see him at these things. I see I see him when he when he's down in the lobby every now and then. He's a big boxing guy, so there's a there's a boxing connection there. Awesome. By the way, in the chat there, uh, I see uh, Lori says her favorite tracks on the album is uh, "Breaking Point" and "Think for Yourself." Lori, I like "Think for Yourself." That's a, "Think for Yourself" is one of my favorites. Always has been. Yeah, I no, love that. I love that one. It's a good. It's a good way to end the album. It, it is. I wish yeah. I wish we could have had it. I wish we could, I wish we that's one song I wish we we, we would have had another um a little tweak at the end, but it's okay. A little mixed tweak on it. Actually, a question for both of you guys. Are there songs that were recorded that didn't make the cut or were these all the songs that were laid down or are there other songs that, 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 that were that was every, that was everything. Like everything we did the basic tracks on made the cut for this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, this, yeah. This, listen, man. This ain't the fucking, this ain't the fucking, uh, you know, Here's this isn't the Grateful Dead or the Rolling Stones. Like, hey, let's do 30 songs and let's just take the best ones. Like I said, two of the songs were literally written in the recording studio. Nice, nice. So, the same Prince and the Revolution, all right? We don't have, uh, yeah, they say, yeah. we don't have vaults full of uh, leftovers. Well, actually, actually, there's another 15 songs that uh, <laughs> we're working on now that we did. Fucking recording studios cost money, man. And uh, yeah. the guy who mixed it, the guy who mixed it costs money too. So, you know, uh, who, who, I think uh, it's who, who, who mixed the album. Why don't you explain that, Tristan? A uh, uh, guy named Dan Kornoff. Okay, okay. And I, I'm not familiar. Who, uh, who, what other uh, bands has he worked? Oh with? God, uh, he's done some. My Chemical Romance, yeah, Papa yeah. Roach. Pierce the band, um, I think. I, I, wow. I don't know. Okay, now um, I Devil, see why Devil he wears, costs money. Devil wears Prada. Devil yeah. wears Prada. El Nino. Um, yeah, he mixes man, that's, like that's, that's good company. Albums. I mean, the fact that uh, he he mixes your guys' album too. I mean, that's good company to be, you know, part of that mixing group there. That's awesome. Yeah, Def definitely next level when you walk in a, uh, a studio like he works out of, and he's just so pro about. You know, there's a certain talent when someone's like next level at mixing and it just everything's seated right. That's why in this album, there's so much separation. You could actually hear the bass and all the drums and the guitar. Yes. It's not like a big wash of noise. Here's, um, here's Dan, you know. some, of Dan, some of Dan's stuff. Breaking Benjamin, Paramore, A Day to Remember, Pierce the Veil, um, Hawthorne Hearts, Devil Wears Prada, Papa Roach, what, he hasn't added us to the website yet? He's embarrassed, bro. 
We embarrassed him. No. <laughs> you, you know what? He really enjoyed working on our stuff. He did. He was so he really is working on our stuff. You see, but we, we had to we had to dial him in a little bit because when we got the first mix, it, it was too much, right, Tristan? It was too yeah. overwhelming. It wasn't us. It was know? very polished. It was very like radio for everything sounded huge, you know, much more like when you're mixing a platinum radio artist, arena, arena size band versus, yeah. you know, a club band. Yeah, the the drums were like it was like it was like this is the uh, the European festival mix, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. it was we had, we had to dial it back a little bit. It, it was it, it was huge. It, it was huge. It, it was it was it was huge sounding. But but to his benefit, he he worked. He he listened to you know um, our producer, right? Our mix producer, Zum. Who see? So another connection is Zum. Neil yeah. Osberg, who who played with us in Antidote, and also played with Tristan in another. So 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 I grew up with Zum. I've known him forever. He was in Antidote with 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 me. Tristan came in initially as Zum. Sort of we had when Zum couldn't make it, Tristan played, and then eventually Zum couldn't do it anymore. And so Zum's been basically a you know he's a part of this whole whole thing you know, since the beginning. And uh, he's the one that brought Dan Kornoff to the party. And because Zum is involved with Friette amplification, he created the Sans Amp bass driver. And he had a relationship, a studio relationship with Dan Kornoff. Like, you know, all, all, all their technical, like, you know, you know, like guitar, you know, amplification shit, whatever. And it was Zum that brought Dan Kornoff to the party. And it was Zum that, that made that deal and made that work. Excellent. Now, uh, Bridge Nine. I'm assuming that's in New York. Yeah, Bridge Nine out of uh, Massachusetts. Oh, Massachusetts. Okay, okay. Yeah. Bridge Nine's Bridge Nine's Massachusetts, man. Oh, nice. All right. Where Where are they now? I forgot. Beverly. Um, Beverly. Beverly. Right. Yeah, not far out of Boston. They used to be in Peabody. Now they're in Beverly. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Excellent. Yeah. So. Which, if you're ever in Beverly, they have a beautiful brick and mortar store. It's gorgeous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They, they they have they have a a, a a brick and mortar store. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, and Breaking Point is the other song, right? I mean that that one that one's a little different. Those are the two. Those are the two, right? The two different, the two slightly different songs on the yeah. record are Breaking Point and Nobody Owes You Anything. Those are the two songs that are not. 300 miles an hour, you know, bam, 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 bam. Well, actually, well, yeah, yeah. it's cool they, that you, you, you put the order track, you know, uh, break up the pace a little bit, you know? But Breaking Point does have, right? It has a fast part. But, it has yeah. a fast part, yeah. But a lot of people seem to like that song. I mean, when we, you know, any other feedback, I feel like people often say that was their favorite track or one of their favorite tracks. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Yep. Also, uh, also, uh, that's why I, sh I shout out to Negative Attitude because that's the one you guys play in that that the the New York Hardcore Com Convicts promo too. That's that's the um, video that we're doing now. We're gonna drop a video oh. for Negative Attitude. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so that's so that's, that, that's like the next single slash video. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's the next one that's happening. Negative Attitude. It's it's already shot, but um, my son Caleb is doing uh 
after effects on it right now. So oh, nice. we're trying and to. By the way, he also uh, you said yeah. that he edited and produced the uh, the incendiary device video, right? The first video. He he mostly did all the effects and 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 basically gave it the look. You know. Nice. Well, yeah. as an editor myself, I really appreciate it. It was, awesome, it was some awesome work on that video. Listen, man, I'm fucking sitting here editing this biohazard thing, and it's hours and hours of brain-melting drudgery. You know? oh, I get it. Well, we cannot wait to see that get uh, released when that's ready to uh, come out. It's I'm very excited there. for that. Excellent. It's getting Excellent. there. So listen, guys, I do have to get ready for work here, so we'll... we'll uh, and end it. We'll end it here, and you know we like to leave our audience uh, leaving more. So that being no, we said, don't, we, we don't take we don't take questions. We don't take questions from the audience. Well, that's what that's what we'll do. We'll, we'll we will we'll close things out here. So the bar is closing. So guys, if you got if people in the chat have questions, just not, lay them down now. Lay lay down your questions now. And while we we'll wait for the audience to uh, bring up some questions here. Uh, uh, if there's any uh, Drew, if there's anything you want to promote or any message for. Uh, our nerd cage live audience uh go ahead oh we got a couple shows coming up um like i said uh wait let me look let me look check the record out it's on uh spotify apple music all that shit and uh you can buy it through bridge nine and cortex i think also has it available and if anybody yep. plays drums if anybody plays drums we need a drummer because uh, <laughs> this motherfucker's out of the band now. I, uh, um, I put the links in the description of the video too. So I got the Spotify, I got the Bandcamp, got the I got the Bridge Nine website, the Bridge Nine the merch website. All that's in the description of the video too. So be sure to check on Centenary Device. Like I said, they're on all streaming platforms. Pick up, you know, pick up the vinyl. Pick up, get yourself an Incendiary Device shirt yeah. like I did. Yeah. It's awesome. I love I love my fucking shirt. So definitely. Uh, Definitely pick up the shirt uh, for sure. So um, December twenty like ninth, Brooklyn Bowl. December twenty ninth, Brooklyn Bowl. Uh, go go Bordello values here. December seventh, St. Vitus with Verbal Assault and then the Hope. December twelfth, Empire Underground Albany Extreme Music Awards pre-show. December eighteenth, the Barry Electric with Non-Residents, The Long Wait, and Crazy Eddie. May twenty fifth, we're back in Tompkins Square Park with Rebelmatic and the Non-Residents. All right, there's some questions there, but um. Yeah, there we go. Let's see. Uh, 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 Courtney's uh, Fellowship of Oddballs. What is your favorite Grateful Dead, Dead song, Drew? Um, I'd go with, um, you know, I'd go, I'd go with, I, I, when people ask me that, I go, I go with the song Loser. Um, but I, I, I also really like uh, Box of Rain, which Phil Lesh sings. But yeah. Loser, I like a lot. Listen, Garcia Hunter. You know, the stuff that, that Jerry Garcia and Robert Hunter wrote together is just uh, incredible. Tristan, you answer that. What are your, what are your yeah, favorite? Uh, so recorded, Boxer Rain, without a doubt, uh, live, Eyes of the World. Yeah, it's good. Good shit. All right, Laurie in the chat asks, Billy Joel or Phil Collins? <laughs> I fucking hate them both. Everybody knows that. <laughs> okay. Right, I think right. if I had to choose, if I had to choose between... Billy Joel and Phil Collins, I'd probably go with Phil Collins. Uh, I just, I'm, I just, you, I, I'm Phil Collins all day. I'd go with Billy Joel. Sorry, folks. Well, <laughs> Billy no, Joel's my, got my some parents good ones. Huge, my parents were huge Genesis fans, so I got a soft spot for uh -huh. Phil Collins. So, 
Yo, uh, f- f- funny, funny Billy Joel story, real quick. Yeah. I did my I did my show and I was ranting about Billy Joel and how much I can't stand him. The next day, I get in the car with Rochelle and we drive up to Sag Harbor to spend the weekend up there. I get up there, I park the car in the park, I turn the corner, and sitting in the cafe eating's Billy Joel. <laughs> Dude, that's <laughs> and awesome. I wanted, I, and he was he was eating. He was eating. I so wanted to say something to him, like, bro. <laughs> I, I yeah. have a specific reason why I don't like Billy Joel, and I don't mind. Sh- I, I've shared this many times on Nerd Cage Live, and I, don't, I never get sick of telling this story. So when I was in eighth grade, we had to study the stupid song, We Didn't Start the Fire. Because of, the historical, because of the historical context of the song, that's what we were studying in eighth grade. So we had to, so we had to listen to the damn song and study the lyrics and talk about it in class. And since then, I've despised Billy Joel because of that song. And I never got over it. <laughs> listen, you know, music, music, music is sh- always shifting and, and fleeting, and it comes and it goes. I mean, I, you know, I used to hate... The shit that I used to hate, you know, I, I have found some value in i mean i used to hate the cars and i used to hate journey and i still hate sticks i mean not that i love the cars and journey but you know i i could I, now that music now that music uh and, and film and music is basically my life and my career it, it doesn't serve me to you know not like something and when I say that, it's really just—it's really just for entertainment purposes. You know what I mean? But uh, I mean, I like some things better than others. But you know, oh wait, wait. So if you were offered a chance to yes. play with Limp, Limp Biscuit, would you accept? How about Creed? I play with Limp Biscuit. Uh, I don't Fred know. Durst, I did the bro, whole, Fred Durst I did the whole Warped Tour. tour with, yeah, did Tristan, the whole Tristan did. Tristan did the whole Warped Tour with them, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell us about yeah, it. Yeah. No. Fr- oh yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. So yeah, that was I think '97. Uh, Limp Bizkit was on the Warp Tour, and they were like a nobody. They were just coming up, and um, it was I think before Nookie took off and all that shit. And actually, they didn't have a, a, a guitar head, so we lent them that the guy I can't remember his name, the evil looking dude. We lent him the guitar West head Portland. for the whole tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were cool. As shit. I mean, Fred was a little weird, but the rest of the band was cool as shit. Yeah. Yeah, they were always they were. Even they were always cool. With, you know, when I met them early on, they, they were fine. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. one of those bands. They're one of those bands. And dare I say, like Nirvana or Green Day, that were just in the right place at the right time, and and were way bigger than I think under normal circumstances they would have been. Yeah, yeah. But the record business, they just they yeah. just caught a moment right there. You know, like there's no way that. Green Day or Nirvana or Limp Bizkit should have sold as many records as they they did, but they did, you know. And and they're all great bands. They're all great bands, except Creed. Fuck Creed. Well, I don't know much. Oh my God, I don't know much from Creed other than my, that my favorite guitar. My favorite guitarist is Mark Tremonti. Uh, uh, is, is he the Alter Bridge guy? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard good things about them. I just can't stand Scott Stapp. There's something that yeah, just I understand. It's just, I guess I've always loved Tremonti. He's my favorite guitarist. I think his work outside of Creed, like Alter Bridge, his solo, his solo band Tremonti, he's just an amazing guitarist. I like. I'm a huge fan. And he's uh. Is he in, so. is he in Slash the Snake Pit? No, that's Miles Kennedy. Ah, uh, yeah. That's also, fun fact: Miles Kennedy 
was in the ending of that movie Rockstar with Mark Wahlberg. Uh, Is that right? That's, yes. So that scene where Mark Wahlberg quits the band and p- uh-huh. pulls that guy out of the audience and says, "Hey, do you want to sing? For, do you want to sing tonight?" That was Miles Kennedy of of Alter Bridge. Is that right? Yeah. I was around uh, that scene. Uh, I was around for that film was produced by jo- uh, Bob Japardi, and I was around for some of that filming. We went down to the L.A. Forum when they, you know, when they're doing that big arena, the, like when he joins the band, they're doing the arena. We yeah. we went down there, and you know, we we while they were filming, we were checking it out. That was that was that was a cool film. I mean, the premise of that film was pretty cool. I mean, it it, it the film itself. It's a little it wonky, cool- but. I but it, it just, but it's a it's a great concept and yeah, I always thought that it was sort of like the Ripper Owens story, you know? Yeah. Um, about you know he was. sang it in was... a Judas Priest cover band yeah, and he yeah, ended yeah, up, yeah. but you know that that's it's a good it's a good rock movie. It's not a great rock movie like Almost Famous. Almost Famous is yeah, Almost a, Famous one, is a great movie. Actually, Almost Famous almost in, a lot of people ask me like top ten films. Almost Famous could sneak in on my top ten. I love that film. It's a great film. Very well, well-crafted film uh, directed by Cameron Crowe. I'm sorry, off topic, because uh, I know you're a Scorsese guy. Have you seen Killers of the Flower Moon yet? I haven't yet. It, it's playing up here. The, the problem with a film like that for us is that it's too long. And yeah, like, I get, the, it. I get and, it. And 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 I'm traumatized after Oppenheimer because it was so loud. It was so loud, and then when there's talking, I couldn't hear it, and then there's all this background music. It's I've actually always getting hated, the... I've always yeah. hated the way Christopher Nolan mixes his movies with, with sound. Like, his sound well, mixing's always, all his movies. Is that right? So it was, so, so it was really, we struggled with it, and I gotta say, like, at this point, I almost enjoy watching it at home, on TV, with the subtitles, because I'm fucking half deaf at this point, with yeah. the subtitles and being able to pause it, like, you know, like we watched, um, what is it, uh, Scorsese, uh, The Irishman, right? We yeah. loved it. Part of the reason we loved it is because the way that we watch films around here is something like this, 45 minutes one night, 45 minutes the next night, 45 minutes the next night, and it was very palatable, and we enjoyed it. Right, Tristan? I, That's how you do things out Long Island, if right? If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> I think Killers of the Flower Moon is supposed to drop on Apple TV pretty soon. Unless, I don't know if it's there already or not, so you would be able to do that for that movie. You ever go to the movies, Tristan? Oh, uh, last movie I saw in the theater, which I rarely go, was Oppenheimer. What did you think of that? I thought it was great. I mean, it's long. I, my attention spans. I, I didn't have all the sonic issues you had, but uh, I thought it was a great movie. You know, Robert Oppenheimer grew up on my block where oh, I live yeah. right now, right around oh. the corner on River. On, yeah, he grew up on Riverside Drive in the Upper West Side, literally where I am, right, right out that window around the corner. He grew up up here. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 It was definitely a good movie. All right, we'll so, fetch so, one more. We'll and I want to see question. the Godzilla. I want to see the Godzilla movie. I didn't see the Godzilla movie. Oh, it's so good, so good. I drew. I, Listen, I when know guys you like will like you, it. When guys like you <laughs> and Stephen Messina start in with fucking Planet of the Apes movie, the greatest thing I ever seen. I'm like, yeah, all right. 
I, I generally think you will like. But the I movie heard the Godzilla movie. But but I, I'm and I'm busting your balls, Jay. I heard the Godzilla movie is really good. Yes, it's it's excellent. It's one of, it's one <laughs> of the better entries for sure. It's it's definitely a um, uh, it's up there with like the original movie and it's it's. I just did like you see, the idea. Of, did you see? Did you see King Kong vs Godzilla recently? I hated it. Okay, good because because. I thought that I was it. that wasn't fit for human consumption. That was garbage. It, and I like, hated it. It's the worst Godzilla movie I've ever seen in my life. I hated it with a passion. Terrible. Dude, it's like everybody going, "Oh, the new Star Wars film's like the greatest thing, bro." It sucked. How's that sound? That new Star Wars shit sucks. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Don't piss them off. That's it. One more question from the chat. We'll call a night here. Uh, I think I just saw it earlier. Uh, Courtney also said, if you had to choose, you both can answer this one, Nickelback or Creed? Oh, God. I don't, I don't know. Barry Manilow. Yeah. That's that's tough. Uh, I, I Honestly, I don't know them well. I don't know those bands. even weigh in. It sounds like torture either way. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not All right. Question. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh Tristan, before we go, do you have a you know message for uh, Nerd Cage Nation and uh, anything you want to say to cl close it out? Uh, just thank you so much for having us on, man. I really appreciate it. It was nice hanging out with you. And, um, you know, check the record out. Appreciate it. All right. Hey, Drew, I got a question for you after uh, after we cl close out the stream. I do got a question for you, Drew. But uh, I just want to thank uh, What's a question Mike? you can't ask me publicly? <laughs> well, I, I is, that, is this a question? Is this a question you, you can't ask me this publicly? Is this... Yeah, you know, yeah, I, like... can't, I can't ask. I can't ask it on air because I don't want to ruin anything. Um, All right. But anywho, I uh, just want to say thank you to Mike, Tristan, and Drew for uh, taking their time off their busy schedule to come on the Nerd Cage Live to promote Incendiary Device uh, again. Congrats on the debut album; it's fantastic. Everybody, thank you. Nation, please check it out. Uh, Apple Music, Spotify, Bridgeline Records. All the links are in the description. Uh, if you're in the New York City area, if, or you know, catch any of the uh, the West Coast show, be sure to check them out. Um, live because uh, I will be checking them out live again. Um, and again, thank uh, you, everybody. Sam Thanks, everybody out there, women of the pit. Um, yes. everybody that's every our, 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 our production crew, Larry Kelly, Tony Palmasano, Ray Kelly, Astoria Lou, Michelle, I love you. Um, Thanks everybody that that stops and watches the New York Hardcore Chronicles live. Yes, and, and all Subscribe my so all my patrons, all my patrons that that help me pay my rent and bills around here and and keep it going with a smile on my face. Watch the show on Wednesday. Ray Capo is coming on. It's the 300th episode. I want to shout out Tristan DeGraves, who's a great songwriter and a great bandmate. So and I and I'll see you at rehearsal tomorrow, bro. Yeah. <laughs> and also good luck with the 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 hunt for the new drummer. But, uh, but before we go, guys, <laughs> be sure to pick up a Nerd Cage Live t-shirt. Check out our Rocky Three Prediction Pain shirt. Our top selling shirt with the Strength of Geek Knowledge on the back. For you Zelda fans, we got this. For the Mortal Kombat Jesus fans, we got these. Christ. For the late Jesus we got any size, any color, you get it in pink. For you Kaiju fans, we got the, the, the legendary Kaiju shirt. Do not tell the RZA, we got a Wu-Tang shirt. Oh uh, for Whoa. you frisky motherfuckers, that we got the Pornhub shirt. Oh, that's cool. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, we got the PlayStation shirt. Uh, for you MCU Jesus. fans, we got the MCU Marvel shirt. Um, hey, let me ask you something, Jay. Yeah. Do you make these up? Is this is this print as you order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this, I, I make the designs. Is this, yeah, we, is this we use print as you order, or do or do you or do you have boxes of this shit in your house? 
No, no, it's uh, it's uh, it's print to order. It's T Public. So uh, go to the description. Right. It's our T Public Nerd Cage Live T Public. We got hoodies, magnets, even pillows. Uh so yeah. yeah. So listen, I'm a fan of the there. pillow, man. Yes. Prop, prop your girl's ass up on that pillow. I know. Amen. But yeah, that's good quality. T Public's good quality. Amen. Uh, and we're, we're going to give away a hoodie in the near future as well. So be sure to check out our T Public. We, and Jay, thanks, thanks for having my brother on the show. Yes, Man. we had a blast. Had a good we're going to have, have him back because we didn't get to talk UFOs. But uh, but back on the t-shirts, if you're a skinny booty call or a fat fuck, it don't matter. We go from small all the way to 5XL. So you got no excuses. Pick up a Nerd Cage Live t-shirt. You're going to love the way you look. I guarantee it. And just real quick, uh, check out our latest shows. Uh, check out our interview with boxer Heather Hardy. Check out our interview with Evan B. Stone and Jack Fazio of the SV Chronicles. Check out our Godzilla Minus One Sweater discussion with Anthony Marquez, a.k.a. Kung Lao. I got to hire Jay to work for me, man. <laughs> hey, I, I'm always looking for work. Yeah, put this guy on a street corner and just—you know—I got to get this guy work out for for my Damn. shit, man. Promotion. A question uh, in the chat yeah. room from from in this incendiary guitarist Sean Brennan: What happened to ID's drummer? Um, funny you should be tuning in, Sean. He's out of the band. So, uh, we need a new guy. Um, and also thank you to everybody who donated to our St. Jude's charity. Um fundraiser there we uh cheesy movies for charity what's up nerd cage nation it's your boy chase i clicked the wrong button here sorry wrong button uh jesus you get jesus you getting busy with yourself yeah yeah no the uh thank you to everybody who came to cheesy movies for charity too we will do cheesy movies for charity three next year we raised over twelve hundred dollars for saint jude so thank you to everybody who shared and contributed it was fun we cannot wait to bring it back um so yes uh, that being said, uh, once again, thank you to Incendiary Device and the fans of in the New York hardcore scene and Incendiary Device fans for tuning in tonight. We really appreciate it. Uh, we'll definitely have these guys back on soon because there's so much more to talk about. Uh, but for the meantime, everybody, please like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, spread that shit like syphilis. So to you, I say, from yours truly, Syracuse, New York, New York City, to all of our friends around the world, at Nerd Cage Live and Incendiary Device, as always, enjoy life. Stay safe, <laughs> eat your vegetables, do your push-ups, go to the gym, keep listening to hardcore, yeah. and good night. <laughs> Thank and you, Merry Jay. Christmas. Happy I'll see you, Jay. I'll see, I'll see, I'll see you in the morning tomorrow, tomorrow, bro. All right, have a good night, guys. All right, good, good night, everybody. everybody. All right, Drew, I got Ooh, trying to get out of the nerd cage, are ya? Well, before you go, hit that subscribe button. And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell. Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage Live! <laughs>